King Kong versus Godzilla, heading for their colossal collision, shattering every obstacle that stands between them in the most fantastic rampage of annihilation ever recorded on film. See King Kong stamp Tokyo into the ground, holding a beautiful girl in his grasp. See Godzilla destroy an entire army. See King Kong trapped by the blazing barrier of a billion volts. But nothing, nobody can stop the great showdown when King Kong and Godzilla meet to fight for survival of the fittest. Welcome to the Classic Horror Podcast, episode 24. Now, coming off the back of our previous two episodes, looking at the original Godzilla and the original King Kong, we're, of course, doing King Kong versus Godzilla from 1962 slash 1963, depending on which version you have seen. Probably, for most people, the American version. Which as... explains some of my feelings about some of this movie okay continue yeah the the japanese version is i think it's just been released to audiences outside of japan but it's it's extremely or it was basically impossible to get hold of before this off the top this obviously we've been doing this series because of godzilla versus kong which is in the cinema in a minute so i will Mm -hmm. say off the top there will be some spoilers for that film if you haven't seen it but let's be honest, it's a big monster showdown. You know what you're getting. So anyway, let's jump into this one. Michael, first time you had seen this. This is a real change up from the serious nature of the original Godzilla and the original King Kong. So how did you take to it, sir? Well, one of my first notes was, so this is just just a comedy then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But like, I'm also glad like I, uh, I, I actually watched it uh, with a buddy of mine like over Discord. Oh, cool, and, cool. Uh, and, and we just kind of had a ball, like, cracking at it. And not, not like, yeah. not full MST3K status, but, like, you know, just being like, did, what? Yeah, did, yeah, did, yeah. Did Godzilla yeah. just, did, wait, does King Kong get a pump up? He literally yeah, pumps yeah, himself yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you, so, did you watch the American version? Or did you watch uh, the Japanese version? I, I must have watched the American version. Because was it, so much was in American English. Yeah, right. So that is so. So for for those that don't know, so this was the the actual history around this film and how this come to be is probably a lot more fascinating than the film in in all honesty. Which we which you know yeah, I'll, I'll get Jack because I don't know shit about it. Right, we're we're getting to that in a bit. We're getting to that a bit. But in terms of the two versions, there is uh, this was a co-production between the states and Japan. It wasn't like the original Godzilla, where it was, you know, purely a Japanese creation, and the Americans took it, added a few things to it. This this was a, a co-creation, but there was always going to be a re-edit for the American version, which, like I said, is probably the version we've all seen. It's the version most widely available, and up until recently, I believe in that giant criterion box that I keep referring to, it wasn't really available outside of Japan. The, the film isn't too much different, it's the the dialogue obviously is translated a little bit different but the main 
bit that is in the American that isn't in the Japanese version is the weird like exposition stuff where you've got like all the newscast yeah stuff. all the newscast stuff where they're just explaining to the audience exactly what's going on now, so some that, of that was fun but some of that yeah, i was yeah, like what are these what are these you're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllables here people right it, because... it is fun you said fun <laughs> and that, that's it it's fun it like this whole film is fun but it was designed to be like that. the japanese version is fun obviously there's music change the score is completely different in both of them but the um it? but okay. it is fun it like it is fun and it was meant to be that way so when toho wanted to jump on this and make this they didn't want to make a serious kong film and from what i understand it's because the age of the average uh godzilla fan wasn't an adult anymore it was a kid it, you know godzilla had become a kid's thing and you know somewhat with king kong too it, it was all advertised at kids now so they wanted to make a film that was for kids that you know was was more um satire that w- that was definitely more comedy which at the time was hugely popular in japan it, it was very very popular i think on that level look there's some terrible stuff i think the kong suit is one of the worst suits i've ever seen especially against a godzilla suit because i think the godzilla suit kind of holds up but the i'll give you that but also like i was kind of impressed with the level of articulation in its face a few times what the king kong yeah yeah it's i'm not saying that it was a great i'm not saying like it was amazing but i I took the note that like i appreciated the articulation in some of the close-ups yeah that's true yeah i believe some of the close-ups might have been stop motion animation Oh, one or two for sure. One or two for sure, yeah. And the that incredible scene where he's fighting the octopus. Oh my god! Is like the when it's just a real ass octopus on a a miniature set. I was just, I was like, yes, please more of this. Some of that is so before its time, as well. Like where they're rear projecting it with the the real actors in front of it. Like it's incredible. There's some really good rear projection in this film. It looks so so good. It really does. Once Kong starts fighting it falls apart a little bit <laughs> well i mean yeah <laughs> but, but yeah that's i don't know super, man. like not, yeah um, like i had a lot of fun with a lot of it yeah that, that's yeah. what it is right it, it it really it really really is fun so i'll tell you what let, let's just get into some of the history of it as, as you said you want to know about some of that so famously ray harryhausen it is said does not like the Godzilla stuff because of the suit and, and all because of that, right? right? So, actually, it's, it's a little bit more complicated to that, and it's completely to do with this film. So, as we touched on in our last episode, the Wait, amazing, this specific film, this film, yeah, the, this this exact film. So, the amazing King Kong, the original effects, the original effects of King Kong, the original that was done by a gentleman called Willis O'Brien, who Ray Harryhausen's mentor. And unfortunately, um, after King Kong, he kind of didn't get too much work. Like, he got a bit of work, and, you know, there's story. He had a lot of tragedy in his life, and there's some stories of, like, he was kind of shunned a little bit in Hollywood because for King Kong, there's a story about they were going to give him an Oscar for it, I think, something like that, but he refused to take it on his own he wanted an oscar for everyone on his team but obviously they weren't going to do that they so didn't appreciate that yeah. okay so he um 
I don't even think he accepted an Oscar for it in the end. He later did accept for Mighty Joe Young. But anyway, he was he wasn't really, you know, getting too much work or definitely the the um, Bray Harryhausen said like the amount of ideas and the amount of stories he had that just went nowhere or just got shot down is he has no idea how he like survived that. So to get himself a project really and to revisit his most successful creation ever, he wanted to do another King Kong picture. And bear with me. He wanted to do King Kong versus Frankenstein. Now, this okay. wasn't going to be the Boris Karloff Frankenstein. It was going to be a much bigger Frankenstein, but well, it was going to be a spin-off. Yeah, it was going to be a spin-off of that. So this went through a couple of rewrites, and eventually um, the Frankenstein the Frankenstein name was thrown out, and it was King Kong versus Prometheus. And okay, Prometheus okay. was to this. be a creation by a descendant of Dr. Frankenstein. Nerdy sidebar. Are you, yeah. are you are you a pen and paper role playing game fan at all? No, uh, not no. not that I'm not a fan, but yeah, I've just never really got into it to be fair. So the the everybody knows Dungeons and Dragons. The 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 second the, the the one that everybody knows who's into that kind of thing is a company called White Wolf, and they do Vampire the Masquerade, they do World of Darkness, and they have one called Promethean, and okay. it's a okay. pen, it's a pen and paper RP where you are playing a Promethean, and like a good ending. In, in a campaign here is where your character dies because even if your character doesn't look like a fucked up monster people are naturally off put by you and they don't know why okay and, and yeah. it's anyway it's so if, if, if you ever if you're a pen and paper role-playing person and you want something dark and weird look up promethean check it out yeah sounds good man so the story was going to be that king kong and prometheus were in a zoo together and then they would break out of the zoo and then the, the fight would ensue. And this was all to be, you know, the, the both the monsters were to be stop motion animation by Willis O'Brien. He basically shopped it around and it fell into the lap of a gentleman called John Beck, who was a Hollywood producer. And he liked the idea and, you know, started getting uh, the screenplay put together for it. There was a couple of rewrites for it. But it turned out that stop motion is very, very expensive. And the heck you say. is pretty <laughs> slow going. So no American studio way to touch it. No so Continue. <laughs> he wanted to, you know, make, make this film. But he, he knew it wasn't really going to be possible in America. So off he goes to Japan and to Toho. And he pitches to them. Now, they have no interest in making a film with frankenstein but they quite like the idea of king kong fighting one of their monsters so who are they going to use they're going to use godzilla well naturally now to make this as cheap and as quick and as cheerful as possible as they do with japanese films they decided stop motion is out and this is now going to be two men in suits duking it out now here's the problem during none of this back and forth did willis o'brien know any of this was going on so obviously he doesn't own the rights to king kong and he though he come up with this idea that spawned this he had no right to it so he would later on find out that 
John Beck had taken his idea all the way to Japan, and it was now a Godzilla versus King Kong film with men in suits that had very little stop motion animation, and he was not to be involved in it in any way, shape, or form. That is where Ray Harryhausen's distaste for these Godzilla films come from. It is purely because they screwed Willis O'Brien out of this idea. As I said, the history of this film is somewhat more fascinating than the film itself. Which, yeah, I mean, can you imagine if if we had got that, a kind of like King Kong versus Frankenstein stop-motion Willis O'Brien masterpiece? One of the the greatest things of all time? Yeah, insane. (laughs) So, let's get into the film. So, first time you had seen this, what did you think, man? How did it you know, you said about you were struck by the comedy. It was intentionally a comedy. So, yeah. So I think that's that was all right. So, yeah, dude, what really stood out for you and what did you really like? Well, uh, on the comedy side and the thing where even if you don't particularly get that it's supposed to be a comedy in general, if you don't get that you're watching a full-blown comedy when a mustache glasses doctor shows up, (laughs) then you don't understand cinema. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That dude oh, is yeah. over the top camp gold, and I was on board. I was fully on board. That guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, dude. Yeah, he's he is awesome. Yeah, he is like the real through line of this. And it should be said actually that the whole TV angle of this come from, you know, the the master himself, Mister Honda, who made the original Godzilla, is back to direct the Japanese parts of this. And Really? Now I'm yeah, this. Yeah, so he he wanted to make another straight Godzilla film, right? That, that's what he done. He, he was interested in straight, you know, monster films. And he, had, he hadn't made a Godzilla film since the original. He, he went off, he made some other films. How many so... had there been between? I don't know. Oh, um... Probably a I, lot, right? Uh, a few, yeah. Not not too many, I don't think. Like not what it become. Yeah, there were there were definitely some, and there were obviously a lot of other monster films during this time. That's where a lot of like Godzilla's foes like got their own films and stuff. Uh-huh. But he, yeah, he hadn't returned to Godzilla. He he had gone off and done some other stuff. He come back, and he was interested in doing another Godzilla film, but basically a straight Godzilla film. He wanted to make another straight monster film. Toho were not interested in that. That wasn't selling. As I said, the age of Godzilla fans had, had dropped dramatically. So they wanted a comedy for kids, right? Honda was... So even though that's what he wanted to do, he didn't get to? So we'll no, never see that no. version? Well, see, the thing with Honda is it is said that he was the ultimate company man. If he was told to do something, he was going to okay. do it, and he wasn't going to okay. kick and scream doing it. Okay. So... The genius of him is, he thought, okay, they want a comedy. How do I turn this into a comedy? Now, he also, I believe, done a lot of TV work or definitely knew people that were in TV. And TV was really taking off in Japan at the time. And one of the kind of problems that a lot of creators in TV in Japan were having at the time was the idea of making TV purely to sell adverts. So that's where that whole idea comes from in this film is that you know they're going to go and get 
King Kong to be their like mascot or whatever. And, you know, it's this ridiculous idea of like selling TV ads and you've got a whole TV company in there and stuff. And that was basically Honda putting a little something in there, you know, putting his stamp in there rather than making this like kids monster film. I mean, it definitely felt satirical. Like it didn't feel. Yeah, definitely. definitely, So I get that. So are you saying they lean into that more in the Japanese stuff? Yes. Yes, so okay. they definitely lean. Yeah, but well, that's the whole film in the Japanese one. That's the whole film, really, because you don't have those newscaster bits where they're explaining what's happened, and like those newscaster bits are focusing more on like the army and stuff, right? Like, like how it's yeah. all positioned with them, where it's it's basically told all from the point of view of the advertising guys and the TV guys. In in you've obviously still got some of the army stuff, but that isn't the most in, important stuff. That's definitely more American, which makes perfect sense when you think about it. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it it definitely works, I think, on the comedy element. I think the cast are brilliant at that. I, I think a lot of Asian cinema does that type of comedy better than anyone. That, like, walking that thin line between serious subject matter but delivering it in a comedic way and not falling flat on their face i think that really really works and actually i think there's a very very interesting film there outside of the monster stuff i don't even think you need the the monster stuff to sell that stuff that's just the added bonus isn't it but we are talking about well well we very much so (laughs) so how you definitely get that you definitely get what what you're there for you You get the title fight and it's not it's not a Batman v Superman five seconds. No, that's true. So how did that hit you? I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it, but it was it like it was a little tonally awkward at times because it was like it was like serious in as much as you can take two dudes in rubber suits fighting seriously fight. And then there was occasionally a comedic uh, bit, you know, like the whole god or you know the whole king kong pumping himself up to the point where you hear like a while he's doing it the um so they on that note you know the whole uh electricity thing which has uh, got nothing to do with king kong right no that's that's a holdover (laughs) from the frankenstein thing oh okay that's why that's in this makes sense sense. so that's just a holdover from that version of the screenplay is that the it also allowed us to get the, the 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 glorious shot of him chewing on the cords. That that oh, was that was the, 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 him chewing on those giant wires was amazing. If, <laughs> in my opinion, if this film falls down anywhere, it's on the King Kong stuff. Yeah, like I I think the King Kong stuff is the weakest of it all in the idea that this is the first time you had ever seen King Kong in a suit in in like a man in a suit. It had been stop motion before this. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really had that down. They didn't have the look of the suit down. The movements of the actor in the suit, I don't think really work. The whole like waving his arms in the air. And then they obviously do the weird thing where in the wide shots of the guy in the suit, they extend his arms. But then oh, right, right. you can't do that for the fight. <laughs> right? So all of a sudden his arms get really short for the fight compared compared to what they were previously. So, which it, was, oh, it was so weird. But the Godzilla yeah. stuff they got down. Because that's all Godzilla's ever been. Godzilla's only right. ever been a guy in a suit. So I think that's down. Like, the suit changes a little bit. And oddly enough, funnily enough, this film was such a success that if you ask kids or anyone to draw Godzilla, 
it is said that it is, they are going to draw something closer to this suit than any of the other films. Because okay. they, there were adjustments in this suit compared to the previous ones that this was just so popular. This is what people see as Godzilla. So, like, the, the arms are a little bit longer. The claws are white, I think, in this suit. The, he doesn't have any ears in this one. He had ears in the other one. So it's just, like, little things like that. The little things they okay. took away okay. and, and the way they, yeah, adapted. So And then also, it should be noted that this is also the first time anyone had ever seen Godzilla or King Kong in colour. Right, their films had only been black and white. Wait, seriously? That this is the first color for either yeah. of them? Yeah, yeah, it's the first color for either of them. Yeah, because none of the uh, Godzilla films have been produced in color up until this point, and the same, and definitely the same with Kong. Right, you'd only had two Kong films up until this, and, and both of them right. were black and white. And yeah, so this was the first time. So that no one really knew the true color of Godzilla's scales. Some people thought, most people thought they were green based on. Uh, posters for the for the first film right. there, there were Track. a lot of posters Track. yeah where it was like green but actually it's that charcoal gray and also most importantly is he's atomic breath it's the first time you see that in color and it's the first time you see his fins light up in color yeah so yeah so the idea of what we really idealize as godzilla today really does come from this film oddly so that's why i'm saying i think the godzilla stuff was down they had the Godzilla stuff. The Godzilla stuff really worked. I just think the Kong stuff falls a little bit short, unfortunately. I just don't think Kong really works as a guy in a suit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, I haven't seen that the one from the 70s. But... Oh, Rick Baker. <laughs> right. The suit right. The suit is incredible because it's Rick Baker. But it still right. doesn't, it still doesn't but... really work. And I, think I, 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 I heard a, so. I heard a podcast with him where he, he he told an extended story about the agony that was making that film. <laughs> so oh yeah, he it, hates it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a great um there's a great special feature on the Peter Jackson Kong where because Rick Baker plays one of the pilots that shoots Kong down at the end. <laughs> really? Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's one of the pilots. And... I'll recognize this time. I would I wouldn't have last time. He there's a bit on the special features where Peter Jackson because Peter Jackson plays one of the pilots as well, and <laughs> there as they're going in to shoot that stuff, he says to he says to the camera like Rick Baker has a weird connection where he played Kong, and designed suit and now he gets to kill Kong and there's this just really great moment where Rick Baker just looks so deadpan at Peter Jackson I was like yeah I wanted to kill him in the seventies too. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just, it's just like this most pissed off Rick Baker, like, yeah, I hate that film. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, if, you've, so if, you've, if you've ever seen him uh, speak for an extended period of time, you can see him do that too. You yes, can see, yes, you can. can. You can see him say that. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So something else I want to touch on is we both have a real love for miniatures. And... Yeah. I'm going to put my flag in the ground and say this film has the most blatant use of miniatures in any film I've ever seen. And by that, what I mean is most films do quite a good job at blurring the lines between the miniature stuff and the real stuff, right? The, let's go back to Peter Jackson's King Kong. Loads of miniature work. You can't really tell is where there? it is. Yeah, loads of it. Loads of miniature. I, I believe you. <laughs> the, well, they 
Famously, Weta said that they built more miniatures and more detailed miniatures for King Kong than they did the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Nolan uses incredible, and I know I'm talking about modern day stuff, but you know, you just go back and watch a lot of the Godzilla stuff, right? Loads of miniatures, but the, the lines are blurred quite well in some stuff. You know, the look at a lot of Ray Harryhausen stuff, loads of miniature mm. work. Mm. You know, it's blended quite well. In this, no real effort in blending it. Like, you no. can tell, like, that. it's all... But I tell you what, I'm saying this with a huge smile on my face because oh, I love it. Because it I, feels I like... It. Yeah, it just feels like... If you've ever seen a single episode and or enjoyed Mystery Science Theater 3000, you will love <laughs> it. So it's, just, it's, just, it's just a fact. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's... <laughs> the, like they're great but they're they're so obviously like they kind of look like toys in a way yeah but it yeah it what i love about it is it is literally like okay how do you make this big giant monster film for as cheap as possible and like that's it it's like oh okay yeah. instead of doing these big army sequences well let's just do them with like little toys and instead of having stop motion or, or whatever it, let's just put two guys in suits uh, who cares? Just, and, yeah. and even and then, it, even it, like the backgrounds the don't need to be in realistic colors. They're going to be like cram blue. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Even with like most of the fight stuff between Godzilla vs. Like you've got some of it that interacts with building. You've got a whole lot of it that's just out in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, yeah. just like forget about the buildings. Let's just have two right. guys. All right. So here's what we're going to do, people. We're going to take an empty building. We're just going to dump a bunch of sand on the floor. <laughs> We're going to put a couple of little plants and shoot. There we go. Sorry. It's honestly, it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. So I said at the top, there is going to be some spoilers for the okay, here we go. current version of this. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong in the cinema. Now, the reason, you know, this isn't classic film or classic horror, but we've got to bring it up because this journey all started because i wanted to revisit these films get michael to watch the original versions of these films because you know we're we're fans of monster films and and you know that's obviously that's what so. got us back to the cinema well on a real note that's that, that's very true and also like oh a thing that i've been able to say to a couple people that let them know that i'm a that i'm a little bit the way that i am in a single interaction uh is is like i'm i'm kind of about scale when it comes to a to a cinematic experience like i'm not saying that every movie needs to be seen in the theater oh, yeah. it would be nice if you could but when it comes to something like godzilla or pacific rim please oh my god please see that in the theater you need to see that as large and as loud as possible yeah I hear if it's if it's if it's drama if it's a bunch of angry white people yelling at each other, I'm not mad at you if you want to maybe check that out at home. <laughs> but, like, this kind of a movie, oh, please, go see in a theater. And yeah, anyway, it's gotten – people are like, oh, okay, I get it. I get what you mean. <laughs> uh, so so on that note, dude, just as a, as a quick comparison, if you kind of can compare them, they're very different films. How – what did you think of the new one? I really, really, really enjoyed it, and I couldn't have been happier that it was the first movie I went back to the cinema and saw, and I saw it in the Dolby Atmos format. Yeah. So yeah. I had, I had deeper blacks, I had brighter colors, I had speakers in my chair, and anytime anybody punched anybody else, it was felt in 
the entire theater felt literally. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was so happy as the credits rolled that tears of joy fell out of my face, not because it was the greatest film I'd ever seen, but because it was the absolute perfect way to go back to the cinema. And yeah, I agree. I completely yeah. agree. It was the first film that got me back in the cinema. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like, I listen, I listen to, to to you and uh, you and Chris on on the other uh, podcast, and you were talking about the local Odeon. So, that is is the Odeon? Is that is that like a chain? And yeah. is that did yeah, yeah. did you see it in a premium format? Was it regular? How did you see it? Yeah. So the um, no, it was just like regular. It was like my local doesn't have a IMAX or anything like that. Okay. So like Odeon, most Odeons do. Just my one doesn't because uh, it's a bit smaller than other ones, but. Yeah, I mean, I was just happy to be back in there. Giant screen, really good sound mm. system. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, it, it it was good. It wasn't my, you, you know, I come out smiling ear to ear, but I think it's because I've been back in the cinema for the first right. time in like over a year. Okay. I'm not saying it was a perfect movie. Like I hear everybody's complaints. I don't agree with a lot of them, but I, I, I see where they're coming from. But... What are the What are the complaints? The main complaints I hear is that all the human stuff was trash, and I don't agree okay. that all of the human stuff was trash. No, I don't. I don't. I, all of it was. I loved Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, he was. I and I know maybe like the, he he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but I am such a fan of him as an actor. Like yeah. I don't know yeah, if, yeah. if you've seen if Beale Street could talk, but yeah, yeah, yeah. His oh my god, like that movie means a lot to me. We can have that conversation some other time. Remind me, but it was. Like like his his scene at that table, where he says so much without yes. saying anything. Yes. Yes. Like I I was like, who's this guy? And then suddenly he's in Chucky, and then suddenly he's in this, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I am there for it. I <laughs> like I don't agree. All the human stuff was bad. I think the 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 native girl that oh, Kong yeah. saves. Oh, she was great. That stuff's great. Like that's the best human stuff. Well, how like, about the this? rest like, of like, it? I could probably do without. Too. I you, you know what? It's not that I could do without. It's that they overcomplicate it. Like the native girl stuff is great. I really like that. I thought she was excellent. I thought so, the interaction with the Rebecca Hall stuff was great. The rest of it, I don't know. Maybe I could do without because it isn't so much that it's bad. It's just like I feel like they don't really know what to do with it. So then they overcomplicate it. A little bit like I didn't really need the Hollow Earth stuff either. I thought that was cool, and I've loved that they've touched yeah, on that from that the original cool Godzilla. Rock thing. Like I, I don't know. Like I get what you're saying, but I enjoyed that stuff, and I wish I had I, seen it. I think the thing is, I didn't need to see the Hollow Earth stuff. I like, I, right. I liked the idea of it more than them going there. And then I think like some of the worst stuff in the film is built at that idea of again you're just you're putting in this like human drama that doesn't really need to be there of okay. you know well, why they're like, going to hollow earth we're on the hollow earth thing like the hollow earth thing is like during that sequence it's one of the four times that i picked up on on homages at least in it to, to, in in my brain to the 1963 one okay okay what, so, what are the homages that you picked up on? So Godzilla's first attack in both films is on a military place. Yeah. You know, like you, you don't know it's a military place uh, in the 2021 one uh, until suddenly it's revealed that it is. 
and it's just clear that it's a you know it's a military base in in the 63 one but that's in both films the way they get kong back to the mainland yeah the boat in both stuff, films yeah. is on a boat yeah yeah, with yeah totally. chains if i recall in yes. both yeah yes yes so in 63 kong as we discussed was uh could absorb electricity now while he can't do that in 2021 the amazing giant axe that he gets can <laughs> absorb energy yeah that's true yeah and then four during the hollow earth sequence it, in 63 godzilla gets a hold of a train and looks into the train yeah. and yeah. and that scene was very reminiscent of the scene that homages the king kong ride when kong grabs the uh the whatever the hollow earth yeah. ship and looks into it right before crushing it. Yeah. And uh, that uh, <laughs> what one of the notes that I took that made me giggle was uh, the the design of that ship. Like I imagine the pitch meeting going something in the lines of, "All right, what are these what are these ships going to look like here? Um, uh, what if Wayland Utani was owned by Elon Musk? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go. That's what we need in this movie. Yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> that's the stuff I didn't. That's the stuff I I didn't care for. No, I, like, get that. I, I didn't need yeah. that. Like them going to Hollow Earth and all that kind of stuff. Just didn't need it. Like I love the idea of the Hollow Earth. But I, I tell you what, I, I thought the, the Godzilla vs. Kong stuff was really good. I love that they basically all the way through it kept Godzilla as the main alpha, which yeah, he would be. I mean it's kinda kinda clear. Yeah, it and... would be. Um spoiler I mean, well, it's kind of been the trailer and you know, it's been ruined by toys beforehand, but um spoilers, the Mecha Godzilla stuff. Oh, see, I managed to avoid that. Uh, I didn't know that going see. in when that happened. Oh, I was okay. like, oh, my God. <laughs> see, that, like, I, it, it kind of worked, but I think you kind of could have done without it the, as well. The, I just, like, I didn't appreciate the angle that they took it where it was like, um, remember the movie Pacific Rim? Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't, like, Mechagodzilla is, like, you know, he's it, been around forever. Like, it, it's, a, it's a stable in, in Japan, but for this i just don't think you needed it i think there was a story to be told with godzilla and kong without that i don't think you really needed that it if you had to have a foe to bring them both down i feel like maybe don't put all the monsters you put in king of monsters maybe save one of them like king godira would have been perfect as the monster no, no. had to be brought down by Godzilla and Kong. See, that was actually something I kind of did like. Like they, they were in the skull. They were in one of the skulls of Ghidorah. Like I, I really I thought that was really rad. I like the way they connected that. I yeah. thought that was quite cool. But but here's my here's my ultimate like thing where I think all of these films, except Gareth Edwards, one that kicked all this off. I I really really like that film. And I tell you why I really really like that film. In my that opinion, 2014, right? No, yeah, I love that 2014. Movie. The reason I love that is I think that is the closest an American Godzilla film has ever come to creating some of what the original represented. Where which every, is the biggest complaint that everybody had, which is why I love it too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, is that it is, it's all from a human point of view of what a monster attack would look like. Right. Now, I would argue the greatest american godzilla film that's ever been made isn't a godzilla film it's actually called cloverfield and that's we'll talk about this some other time maybe we'll do a whole like fucking podcast about it 
because uh, I like I, I hated that movie the first time I saw it, what? but I what? totally came around on it. How can you hate it? That is no, I get it. I get some people would hate it. It was, no, it was I, overhyped. I, it was to me, it was overhyped. I, I that, that's what killed it. I think it's a. I and then when, it's, when, it's a when, when I when I when I had some space from it, and then I came back to it, I totally got it. But, but like one of first, the, I just didn't. It's one of the greatest American monster films ever made. It's pretty great. It's pretty it's, great. It's that, but it is just taking that whole. We're just standing at Ten Cloverfield. I love Ten Cloverfield. Oh, love love Ten Cloverfield. Love Ten Cloverfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great, great. I love what they done with it. I love that. Did you see Paradox? What did you think of Paradox? No, see, I haven't gone back and watched Paradox because I didn't hear good things. And it's not just... amazing, but I really liked it, and it had one of the it had it had an effect. Because of me, there's there's one thing in that movie. There's like it's like a visual and just like a like oh my god that's fucked up. Who thought of that shit? Like kind of a thing that I I'm think, definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Like I think. Yeah. I think when you do let me know, because I think you'll know what I'm talking about, yeah, and if you don't, we'll, we'll talk about it, because it's 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 some shit. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely gonna do it, man. I'm definitely gonna do it. But the like to bring that full circle, that's what I feel like they lost, and I I kind of get it from a studio point of view because, like you said, that was what some people's complaints were about was that you didn't see enough of right. Yeah, Godzilla and stuff, but to me, that was the point. Like, that's what the original represented as well. It was, you know, Godzilla isn't meant to necessarily be the hero that you're following. He's the, you know, in in that original, he's kind of the bad guy, right? He's like wreaking havoc, havoc on the fucking town. But yeah, dude, that's what I feel. Though, like our recent MonsterVerse films after the 2014 one really lack even though i quite like skull island again that was fun yeah that was one of the things i thought was really cool about godzilla kong though was the the way they tied it to that to that in quote franchise or whatever you want to call it at this point is that they uh when there was music involved with kong it was of the 70s because that's when skull island was even though the movie that we're watching is contemporary yeah i thought that was really cool yeah, agreed, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, completely agree with that. So, bringing this back round to the to the sixty three version, mm-hmm. I feel in a weird way, as much as I really, really love that Gareth Edwards Godzilla, the twenty fourteen Godzilla, really lent into what the original represented. I tell you what, the new one, the one that's out in a minute. What I do mm-hmm. appreciate about it is it leans into the fun of this one, mm-hmm. right? So if you're building Absolutely. off of this one, yeah, I do appreciate that. And I think that's why I did want to bring up the the current one, even even though it's obviously not classic cinema. But yeah, I, I feel like if anyone is going to get anything out of this, you go into it. It's just fun, man. You just have a good time of it, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of those films you can throw on in the background with a group of friends, man, you're just going to have a good time. Definitely, like more uh, it's, so it's a than... total party picture, 100%. 100%. Whether or not you are into being intoxicated, if you're just into having fun, whatever yeah. whatever you yeah. do to have fun, this should be part of your fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I think, like, there isn't too much to say on this one. And I think, actually, that's probably a great place to start wrapping it up is... Whatever you feel about us, whatever you feel about 
the the guys in the suits, especially the Kong stuff. Like I said, I think it falls down on the Kong stuff, especially because of the incredible Willis O'Brien stop motion animation of the original. But yeah, man, like it's just like that's all it is. It's fun. I think the Japanese stuff is brilliant. Like the just the comedy of it, the way they act it is great. I think the American newscast stuff is a bit weird and could definitely okay. be cut out. I definitely don't think that. I don't even Especially, know if that would have been like, needed in the 60s. The but... pronunciations of like, you're not Tarzan or reptiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> On where, where I am going to uh, leave that for myself, sir, before uh, your final thoughts is did you notice, uh, weirdly, despite um, Ray Harryhausen's uh, reservations about this film, did you notice a little nod? to beast from twenty thousand fathoms if i did i didn't pick up on it so, so it's ahead. on those news <laughs> it's on those newscast but what well, i guess this is i guess this is a nod it might not be but i took it as a nod okay on those new newscast bits they're talking about where godzilla could be going and when he's diving down deep into the ocean and they say about him diving into a trench that reaches twenty thousand fathoms now the reason I took I, that did, I a, didn't I did not pick up on this or right. I would have been like oh my word yeah yeah well the reason I took that as a nod is twenty thousand fathoms is something that doesn't exist it it was completely made up for the that story right like okay. twenty thousand fathoms doesn't exist so it yeah I took it as that I took it as like oh it's a little nod that's a little nod to that story oh okay that's quite cool uh, you're probably right I would think you are but yeah so that that's, that's the where same reason I, I made the connections between the 63 that we're talking about and, and the, the contemporary and the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, dude, that's where I'm going to leave it. Like, like we said, oh, I got it, man. yeah, we're good. <laughs> exactly. It, there's not too much to say on this one. I'm glad I got you to watch it, especially, you know, as, uh, we've been able to kind of, you know, watch this and then go out and go to the cinema to watch the, the modern day version. So, you know, it's a nice retrospective looking at both together, isn't it? Definitely. And yeah, I, I, like we said, I definitely had a, had a thicker layer of fun because I had so recently watched all all of these films together. Right, right, exactly, man, exactly, and that's that's what this is all about. So that is where we will leave it, ladies and gentlemen. King Kong versus Godzilla, nineteen sixty three. It is a bunch of fun. Go and check it out if you want to have a good time. I promise, if you are in that mindset, you will definitely, definitely have a good time. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Until next week, Horror Hounds, stay very, very safe. Take care, everybody. Bye.